Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. All right, let's do it live on a Thursday edition of the program. Merely Bo, the great Z. How you living, buddy? I'm doing fine. That's not what I wanted. I'm doing fine. I'm fine. Come on, what are you talking about? You were an eight and a half on the zest scale last yeah, yesterday. That, the zest is... What's happened to your zest? I got plenty of zest. I worked out today. Let me tell you something. It kicked my butt. Because of your condition? I think so. Because you yeah. still have smallpox? I still have. I think I have lingering effects. Lingering smallpox? Yes. Have, have smallpox. you been inoculated? I've been inoculated. I like when they used to drop that in the old west. Yeah, yeah, inoculated, sure. Yeah, you, get have to, you have to ride. You have to ride like Fort Kearney. If you're not inoculated, and then get that's you're not where you trying. get the you get the the dope there, and then the then you get inoculated, and then you can go out into the mix. That's what you need. Then you get in the mix. Yeah, you have a little quarantine room. Hey, you don't want the smallpox. This has lingered with you for a while. With this is this you, would week be day two. nine. Yeah, but I'm fi- like I understand you're big fine. picture. Fine. I don't think that you're you're not in any danger. I don't Correct. believe that you're a, pr- uh, a threat to. To me, or Miss Z here, I, I or no. Gibby, or the Uno, or Ocho, or any of it, not suggesting. I'm that. spreading it around in this. Yeah, I think you're doing it over you're, there. But yeah, usually for you, you're in, you're out. Yeah. If you do go under, it's a short and then right back yeah. to full zest. Yeah, and I still sense it. So it saddens me. It saddens me. Yeah. There's nothing like when you just all of a sudden forget that you felt bad because you feel normal again. That's and you're what, back. Then you're back. Right. Yeah. We're not yet there. Ten on the zest. Yeah. Full ten. I want to be a 10. ten. I know you do. I'd be more zesty, too, if I thought there was a fun game to watch tonight. Trash. <laughs> Buddy, this is the league. This is the league. This is well, there it's are bad six balls. Games that have, the, that it's have bad two quarterbacks ball. that were considered the number ones on their respective teams at the start of the year. Yeah. Six, six multiple number ones. I'm on the phone. I'm on. Guys. Guys, I'm on the phone. Gibby, we're on the radio. I hate Silence you your all. ringer. Yeah, silence your ringer. Be a professional. I don't know what the – well, I've got to be on call because – You never know? Well, no, don't I mean, try to use that excuse because that's, uh-uh. that's not till one thirty. Uh-uh. That's not till one thirty. That's not for a minute. That's not for well, a minute. Ish. 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 Yeah, that was exactly so, my question. Does one thirty mean one forty? One fifty? One fifty. Well, we don't know that, but it certainly doesn't mean one oh two. Definitely doesn't mean one oh two. Um all right, so in terms of what you just described, the quarterbacks he intended, you have Broncos-Lions. That's your Saturday let's night ride. game. Broncos country, let's ride. Um, okay, so you got that one. You've got, would we say Bucks and Packers? It is. Is that what they intended? Yeah. Yes. 
I guess. I, I can tell you. We're going to count that one. Cardinals yeah. 49ers. Well, we don't. I, you can't count the Texans and Titans because I don't know if CJ's going to play. Correct. Uh, we don't well, know that the now. Titans didn't. Uh, Titans had Tannehill. And the fact, oh, that's true. And the yeah. fact that they are using the Oilers uniforms in this game is just Hold outrageous. that thought. Hold that thought. Because uh, I, I want to circle you, back for that. I can tell that. you the other I, ones. And then Falcons and Panthers. Yep. Uh, commies and Rams. Because uh, that's isn't that Howell and was Howell the starter at the start? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He started the whole. I don't know way. why I thought someone. Yeah. Now else for the Falcons, they have Ritter. They benched him for a while. He's now back. But if we use it, uh, if we do it under what was intended, yeah, he was the week. He was starter. intended as misguided as that may be. Um, 49ers and Cardinals because Kyler's back. Cowboys and Bills. Ravens and Jags, and that's it. That's it. Seven matchups this year where it's the quarterback. So there were seven the games because sure. I didn't realize didn't count the, uh, the Rams. Or, yeah, yeah, comments. Sammy Howell. Yeah. So that's it. So in a that's half half the games this week. Yeah. Less, yeah. Than, half, half the, less than half the games this week are a matchup of the quarterbacks as it were intended. And even in those, there's a couple of them where the quarterbacks flat out suck. And that would be the case of Desmond Ritter and – and and some of that. So though it's this is the league. Back to your um, to your your beef with, and it's a, a legitimate beef. Just so people understand. So this game's been taking place in Tennessee, right? It's in Nashville. So um, this what this would be is if when Modell took the franchise to Baltimore, yep. they became they stayed they became they were the, initially the Baltimore Browns. Let's say for a year. Yep. And then they became the Baltimore Ravens. And the NFL, seeing the incredible injustice, said, well, we got to put an expansion team in Cleveland right now, but they cannot be the, the Cleveland Browns, despite the fact that they're beloved. Sure. And instead, they are the Cleveland Ohioans. Yep. And, and you're going to root for the Ohioans. Yep. And then all of a sudden, the Cleveland Ohioans went to go play in Baltimore, and Baltimore said, we're going to wear the Browns. We're going to wear the Browns uniforms, and we're going to honor Jim Brown. And you went, pfft. Come again? Yeah. Outrageous. That's what's happening this weekend in Nashville. It's outrageous. It's I don't outrageous. understand why it's being allowed to happen. The Houston Texans would be spite. so much better. It's the biggest better. spite store in the history of the world. Yeah, but Roger Goodell, I feel like this is something the NFL should say. You know what? No, we're taking that away like from you. Telling... We're giving it back to the Houston Texans so that they don't have to be the Houston Texans, which is maybe the dumbest name in the I never history of, of professional sports. I never thought of it the way – until you brought this to my attention a couple of, of years ago, we were yeah. doing this with like how ridiculous it is, and it's. I never liked it, and I always thought they looked like a creative team on Madden like twenty yes. years ago. Yes, um, with the way that they built everything. Um, but yes, it, it's absurd. You would not I have the Houston, Los Texas. Angeles Californians. No, uh-uh. or maybe you would. Well, I there there is the Montreal Canadiens, so it does exist. Yeah, but, but that's a rarity. Even, that's even bigger. And they go by it, that's the almost Habs. Americans, right? It'd be like the American. Yeah, it'd be the like Americans, the New York Americans, New York Americans. Yeah, yeah. It's wild, and they're the Canadians. Canadians. Well, it's French, correct? Um, we. Oui. That's right. Uh, no, it's crazy. The other thing I give it's everybody ridiculous. I give everybody a pass who name teams like in the in the twenties and and even before that, like the baseball teams. Like when you're just like, hey, I don't know. Let's name them after a sock. What color you're the are red socks? socks. You're the white socks. Yeah. Black what, socks. What's a red? What's Well, you're the red legs. Everything was with socks. They were infatuated yeah. with colored socks. socks. Was it something that happened in the late 1890s? It was like we everything. That was God, a defining because everything was white and gray. And I so guess. the only thing that was your color was your socks. That was it. So they that was it. That's how they named them. We're named after a guy. Tough. 
in retrospect. Iconic now and sure. has been, but if you were renaming a team now, you would not name them after a coach. No, and if you didn't know that, you would think we were named after the color brown. Yes. Much like Cincinnati, you would think was named after the color red. Correct. Yeah. They're just the reds. They're just the reds. Yeah. St. Louis blues. Now, that was music originally. Yes. Yeah. Well, also not out of St. Louis. Not right? out of St. Louis. No. no, no, not at all. In fact, out of Memphis. Right. It's a lot like the Utah Jazz. Originally, the New Orleans Jazz. Makes plenty of sense. Makes a ton there, of sense. Los Angeles Lakers is the best example. Minneapolis. Of how, but what they had with Los Angeles Lakers was alliteration with the two L's. Yep. So it just flowed. L-A-L. And you don't, you know, the, the Minnesota one doesn't. It's cruel what they're doing. I think the one thing I've never understood about any of it is, okay, like if you want to have, I guess if you want to be a, if you want to open a jerk store, and you want to keep it. And apparently that's what ownership in Tennessee wants to do, is they want to have a jerk store of animosity and vitriol towards the city of Houston. Um, it seems like it's worked out well for them. They've got a city that is a boom town over the last 20 years. They have it all to their own. They've been able to rename. They've got a spanking new stadium coming. Like, all of those things. Like, to me, and I mean, I've been to Nashville and to Houston. Nashville's pretty great. I mean, feels great. like it'd be a great place to be. I, I like yeah. Houston fine, too, but... Yeah. Like that, that seems like a, a wash. So even if you want to have a jerk store and all of that stuff, like, and you want to keep the Oilers and you want to keep the history and all of it, which of course none of that makes sense because the players belong to the town they played in. I had this conversation with Laurinaitis when the when the Rams went back to L.A. He's like, dude, I I'm a man without a country. Yeah, I, I'm from. I played in St. Louis. I don't have totally. I don't. And just like Philip Rivers was on the sidelines in L.A. this weekend. Now he did play some in L.A. But, I mean, he's San Diego. He's San Diego. Yeah, he's San Diego Superchargers. Um, so this the, game should just be for – this game and every game until Houston wins should be for <laughs> – Why don't they just do this, though? The rights to those, and I, that uniform. People will say, well, the, the Houston couldn't use those colors. Those colors are protected by the league. And we saw the University of Houston tried using the colors, and they the NFL jumped in on that and said you can't use – you don't own light blue, man. But that's why I'm saying that the NFL needs like, to intervene and get this right. What's wrong with? But why would? Why could the Houston Texans, if they got to stay in, they're they're committed to the Texans, whatever. Why couldn't they be light blue and red? They should be the exact colors. If you own the Titans or Navy, Columbia blue or whatever, use it. It's nonsense. Like there's no, I don't see any 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 reason why Houston wouldn't be able to use a shade of light blue. If it can't be the exact light blue because they own it, fine. But a shade of it. Do the one on your hat. This one would be fine. I mean, there's Carolina blue. There's Columbia blue. There's UCLA blue. Pick one. Pick them. It's, it's cruel, though. It is cruel. It's ridiculous. And that, I'm serious. I think that this is something Roger Goodell should step in. I don't. It's like it's being celebrated. If I was the commissioner of the NFL, I would. I would this would be handled. The Houston. They would be the Houston Oilers, mm -hmm. and they would be wearing those awesome unis. The end. That's it. That's it, and it is so. Enough with enough with the Texans yeah. and those like bad what? Movies. Like you have you have everything that you need in Nashville. Yeah, I mean, you right. renamed. You could have said you could have still been the Tennessee Oilers. You didn't have to change it. Once you change it, yeah, then that's it. They should be like the Nashville party, just for, with like bachelorettes on yeah. the side of the helmet. Yeah, yeah, it's where they all go. I know it's the spot. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it is for bachelor parties though. Bachelor parties, they still think of Vegas. Yeah, Bachelorette. But it feels like Bachelorette is number one. Yeah, the That's Bachelorette capital of the, of the world. world of the world is Nashville. Nashville. Of the yeah. world. Makes sense. Um, are, were we the first franchise that kept our history? That a league stepped in and said, 
because after that, Seattle did it. When the Sonics moved to Oklahoma City, they they kept the colors, the name, the history. It's in Seattle. It's been dormant for 20 years, but it's in Seattle. So when they get an expansion team, and it's going to be them in Vegas that are going to get the two NBA expansion teams, they will be the Seattle Supersonics. Like, that'll be back. And they'll have the history. They'll have Sean Payton and or Gary Payton, I mean, that, Sean Kemp, and it was the biggest, all those guys. That was the biggest thing when Modell said he was moving. It was like, if we can't keep the team – we will do everything in our power to keep the history, who, the colors, everything. Well, who, it was like, do you know who was at the forefront of that? Like, who got that done? Like, who, who, who made I mean, sure that who made that so? Like, it was – Was Tegelubu the commissioner at that time? Yeah. So, like, did he say – like, who stopped it? Because they had they let it happen in so Houston. The, the lawyers like, got who involved. who stopped it, let it said, happen in Baltimore with the Colts? Who's lawyers, though? Like the city of Cleveland got involved. The city in Cleveland got involved. Yeah, the so that's, city said, and they said, hey, "We like, own that. We're we, gonna, we're gonna drag we're gonna fight this for out." That. And Modell didn't have the money to to fight that. Okay, because yeah, I mean, up until that point, you just everybody you moved, was everybody just went. Taken. I mean, like the Memphis Grizzlies makes no sense. No. So this that's you know those those are things that have had. We're not in Vancouver so, anymore. No, we're sure not. No, no, I don't know. Come up with a new name. Maybe that'd be exciting for the new fans too. Vancouver was actually a good. That was a good, ta- good uniform, good logo. Every like you've been to Vancouver, right? Great, yeah. British Columbia, worldly city, stunning. Like it's a gorgeous, it's gorgeous. huge, My worldly buddy city. There, Antonio Daniels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a st- awesome, awesome, awesome place. city. Sharif Abdul Rahim. Yeah, and I remember like Steve Big Francis country. was yep. like, "I'm not going to Vancouver," because and and forced them to trade him to Houston. And I remember th- like I've been to both. Vancouver's better. Yeah, it's a better city. Yeah, probably rough in the winter. For sure, and the association but, season really. But it's not. In but it's not also like Edmonton. You're not. No, no, it's not freezing. No, it's basically no. the Seattle climate. This isn't Calgary. It's not that bad. Right. So yeah, it's um. I it's don't know. Beautiful. It's, it's yeah. It's unbelievable. And so go just up to Banff. That's Whoa. Calgary. You mean Whistler? Isn't Banff Whist- in Alberta? Yeah, but Vancouver's not in British Columbia. It's, it's in British yeah, Columbia. I'm way on the other side. You're, you're all right. Just on the other side of the Rockies. Whistler is Whistler. Yeah. Whistler. Right. You had you ski yeah. resort. Yeah. You were there. You were there. I just know Bam from golf. That's from true. Golf and that, so that's Calgary. That's Calgary. Okay. Yeah. You fly into Calgary and go the to Flames. Bam. Yeah. Love Flame. But it is a shame. And it's, it's, then that let that set the precedent of if you're going to move, we're keeping it. So, but we haven't seen anybody do it since the Sonics, have we? We've had teams move. Mm-hmm. Like Chargers stayed, Raiders stayed. Right. They just went with it. Yeah. They rolled with it. The Raiders should be in LA. And the Chargers should be in Vegas. They should just flop those, and it would be good. The L.A. Raiders would draw in L.A. Oh, well, they would dwarf the Rams, which is why they're in Vegas. Yeah, but you don't Kroenke need – was building the stadium, and he's not going to – he's not going to be undercut by his own tenants. True. You don't need – whoever's in Vegas, it's kind of irrelevant. irrelevant. Yeah. All right, here's who's not on the practice field today. Oba Okoronkwo, we knew that. Juan Thornhill not out. Pierre Strong – not out there. Ethan Posick not out there. Jordan Elliott not out there. David Njoku, Joel Batonio, none of those guys practiced. Kareem Hunt did practice today. Um, let's go through those, if you would, sir. Yeah, obviously, Oboe, I am not expecting to see again. Um, Juan Thornhill, it seems like if you listen to the reports today or listen to the media availability, which we will have later on, of Jim Schwartz, it certainly doesn't sound like they expect Juan Thornhill this week. It's going to be Ronnie Hickman, DeAnthony Bell, and Deron Harmon. Good Lord. Um, I fully expect Chief and Joel Batonio, not sure on Posick or Jordan Elliott. 
Denzel Ward, no distinction or designation, rather. But uh, I guess we have to wait. On and see. yesterday's injury report, he was limited. But today, I mean, he was on the practice field today during media. But he practiced it, last week too, right? Like Wednesday, <laughs> Thursday, yeah. Friday, or whatever he practiced. He did. I think there did is. Did he get nicked at the end of the week, or I don't do know. we have an answer on it, that? It felt like on Wednesday he was expecting to play, and by Friday he was not. So my guess is that there, you know, obviously something happened there. Um, but there is optimism that Denzel Ward will be back this week, which would be fantastic. And necessary. Well, kind of. It's kind of where I'm at. Like, kind of necessary at this point. We're, we are uh, across the Rubicon when it comes to the injuries. The, the Browns will be out on the practice field until around 1.30 today. Coming up next. Oh, by the way, it is a mailbag Thursday edition of the program. Tweet your questions to us at Browns underscore daily. Uh, we will get to those around 2.30, um, and then and you'll have your time. Uh, coming up next, we will do the matchup. It will be our defense versus the Bears offense. You'll hear from Jim Schwartz. You'll hear from Alex Van Pelt on the program today. We're off and running. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Ballybet. Sports betting partner, your Cleveland Browns, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Let Tide Cleaners take care of your laundry and dry cleaning needs the holiday season. Enjoy 10 bucks off, 40 or more all month long with the code BROWNS10. Exclusions apply. Visit locally owned and operated Tide Cleaners in the Graveler Cleveland area and make the most of your holidays uh a couple on social kevin and it's on twitter so it must be real uh kevin saying mayor michael white ensured the browns stayed in cleveland no matter what uh model uh wherever he went they stayed so that's that lawsuit thing i think you're talking about um it, it was such a weird situation because they announced they were leaving during my freshman year at college i'm up at bg yeah you're at right i'm you know i'm i crushed my family's crushed i get it but then Living my best life in sure college. I came. I graduated in '99, and they came back in the fall. So yeah. it was like they'd never been gone for me. And honestly, the way I'm guessing many of your Saturdays worked at BG, by the time you got to the football game, anyone could have convinced you you were watching the Browns. Brown and Similar orange colors. Yep, exactly. I'm doing the games on. Give me, you're the Muni lot. Let's go. I, except what? I, what's the I'm difference? Do, I'm, I'm doing the games all all the way through. Uh, most of them. I, I really didn't do was, a lot of tailgating. Was that herbs? No, Josh Harris. So you were, they were after you. Herb was right after I left. 
and Josh Harris was there after you two? Yeah, it was yeah. four years of roughness. Like the previous four years, they'd been to a bowl game every year, ten and two. And yeah, Las Vegas Bowl, California Raisin Bowl. Everybody's bowl. T- telling me these great stories. I think in four years, like we were six and six. <laughs> And that was the best. And then, the like, best you could hope for, I graduated, yeah. and then Herb comes, and next thing you know, college game day is live from there. And yeah. Uh, Brian saying, if memory serves correctly, the Mars and the Roonies led the charge from ownership that Cleveland kept its colors in history. That would make I, sense. I, I could see, you know. There, I, there's That that would make some sense. Yeah. Um, Eric with this, he says, last I checked, the Colts played in Baltimore this year wearing old Baltimore Colts uniforms. What's the difference? The difference, Eric, is that they are the Indianapolis Colts. They They're the changed Colts. their name. Right. The Tennessee Titans are not the Tennessee Oilers. Correct. If they were the Tennessee Oilers, then, then no problem. while it would suck, you would still say, that's silly. They're basically keeping this away from Houston out of spite. Out of spite. All right, time for your matchup presented by Ballybat Sports Betting Partner. Your Cleveland Browns now live in Ohio. We're going to start with our defense versus the Chicago Bears offense. Dr. Z. All right. Our defense, our offense against the Bears D. This is going to be a traditional four-man for our defense. Yep. Our D. Browns D. Good job. Bears offense. Good job. Crushing. Really doesn't matter. It was inverted. Well, it's going well, to lead I mean, into Jim there's Schwartz. There's a rundown for a reason. It's going to lead into Jim Schwartz. It was yeah. inverted. Yeah. It was inverted. That's right. It's fine. We caught it. You're Got a big it. B. You could do This is how good. This is how, how enormous the B is on you. Yep. Yeah. Right to the other matchup. Massive. Sure, Here we go. Boy. Go get him. Go! Go! Ignore the negativity. No, I won't do it. Under those auspices, I won't do it. You're boycotting? Boycotting. Next level's next. Yep. You take that back right now. (laughs) No. This is the business we've chosen. It's the business we've chosen. It's the business we've chosen. But I don't choose to be under that kind of a yoke board board. Not anymore. No. You used to have to under the yoke of the mustache. No longer. Yoke free. Griff. Can you get on the microphone and just say "board man"? <laughs> Ocho, board man. He's downstairs in the locker. Room. Oh, for God's sake! Right here. We have availability. You don't even know Where's who Ocho Uno? is. Uno Uno's, Uno's downstairs. downstairs. Uno's downstairs. Ocho's yeah. right there. Yeah. Young Griff. Let's go, Smalls. Say your, board your man. Your mommy can't come and protect you today. Say Let's board go. man. Nana's not going to be pleased with you at all. You're going to be on the list. Where, where the is list. Nana? How's she doing? She, is good. she ready for the holiday season? Very. Yeah. Excited? Yeah. 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 Is it, what are you doing? Is it your place or what you, where's it going to be? That's right. Yeah. Prime yeah. ribbon after we get back from uh, late Christmas Eve, we'll get back from Houston. One of these years, I'm going to do your prime rib. I mean, it's the best and the easiest. I'm trying, I don't know how to calculate for how many people I got to cook for, though. It seems like it. How many people are coming? Uh, you're talking about an extra four. This will be 10 of us. Easy. Get like a 12 pounder, 13 pounder. Easy. 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 You might want you, you might cut it into two. This year? I mean, yes, it's the best. Or do two six to seven pounders, and that way you have four end pieces, because some people do really like the end piece. And because it's sous vide, every piece is perfect, so it doesn't matter. Won't matter. And that helps it makes it easier to find the, the big bags. It fits a lot better than one ginormous one big guy. Yeah. He's texting. Go ahead. Do the thing. I'm not doing it. Do it for our audience. For, you're not doing it for him. You don't work for him. You work for me. You work for Miss Z. You work for the audience. You work for the fans. I work for the people. For the people. For the people. They're yeah. your people. You do not answer under the yoke of a tyrant. I just want to do it as board, board boy. Not happening. We've reached an impasse. 
Only one person can stop it. Mm, 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 mm. I mean, he's giving a, he's basically telling defiance the audience is, they're number one. The defiance is, is, is a tone around here. The Apparently last it hours. is. Yeah. A lot of defiance. A lot of spheres of authority of def- and defiance. defiance. Yeah. yeah. It's rubbing off. Is that what you aspire to be? <laughs> defiant? <laughs> I think he already is. I think he is, too. I'm defiant on the other side. Bum, bum, bum. You're the franchise. I can't do this. <laughs> I can do all the other. You're stuff. not going to do, do it. Nobody's doing it. He's, he's this is a sit-in. This show has been brought sit to in. a halt by Gibe, and only Gibe has the power to unlock it. And we'll just find out whether he chooses to n- unlock it or not. <laughs> I don't know. Turn your mic on so people can hear you. Nah. All right. We got to say something. I like our advantage. I like our opportunity to uh, shut down Justin Fields. He's been sacked a lot. The end. He has been sacked a lot. Yeah, in fact, he's been sacked on this season 32 times in nine games. I'm not a math major, but that's almost that's three and a half a game. That's a lot. It's a lot. That's a lot. That's he's a lot. coming off a good game. Great game. Played very well. They're dangerous. With, they can uh, be dangerous. Yeah. yeah, they've got Fields. They've got DJ Moore. They've got Cole Komet. And because of what Fields does as a runner... Bet you wouldn't have had this. They actually lead the NFL in runs of 10 or more yards. They have 57 of them. That is number one in the NFL. So it's a big play offense. DJ Moore's been one of the best big play receivers. Fields has a very good arm and his ability to run. He's the only quarterback in the league who leads his team in rushing, and he's doing that despite the fact that he missed a bunch of games, uh, missed four games for them in the middle of the season. Bajan. Bajan's one of those. He's where, our guy. It's one of those guys that you're going to. His dad's great, but you look at his numbers. They were 2-2. Two and two. He threw three touchdowns, six picks, 71 rating. They won because of him. They won. Oh, no. What I'm saying is he's one of those guys that you're going to look back on two years from now and not going to remember that he started four games in place of Justin Fields at quarterback in the year of our Lord, 2023. And that example is all over the league. I think Tommy DeVito could For be sure, one of those guys. But- I think Bajan, if, look, if Nathan Peterman can be in the league for seven seasons, one in four, 53%, 712 yards. Bajan has more yards passing than Peterman in seven years. Peterman, four touchdowns, 13 picks, a 39 rating. And that guy's still in the league. He's still on the Bears roster collecting a paycheck. So, so that gives me hope that Bajan can be in the league for forever. So there obviously aren't enough quarterbacks who come into college every year, or coming from college to the NFL every year, who are there worthy are. of being on a roster. Well, there or, are. There are. or, this, these guys are all just safer guys. I mean, we know that how much, you know, you know how much Gruden liked Peterman. Peterman, man. Yeah. So who knows? Who knows? Yeah. The My zest has been robbed by his I understand, outlandish but, but you, what I would say is you cannot let that I'm, I'm, impact I'm your audience of, I of plan, millions. I'm so upset that I'm pretty sure I'm going to walk off the show in a few minutes. Well, whatever, whatever you think of them, back. whatever you think of them, you are also doing this to me because well, this is you. this is We're not, bantering. But why can't we not, just banter? This is not my time to heavy lift. I'm not asking you to heavy lift. I'm asking you to do no lifting. I mean, I shouldn't even be talking right now. Normally, this is your we can time just talk. to thrive. We can talk. Talk. Why don't we talk about the prime rib? I'll tell you how easy it is. No, well, I'll get that. Get that for you next week. Yeah, I'll get that for you. Next it's week. So easy. This is an easy, simple rub, olive oil, pressed garlic, yep. fresh rosemary, fresh thyme, salt, pepper. 
Rub that Rub all over everything. Make some incisions. Throw some whole garlic cloves or like yeah, slivers in. in a bunch of different places. You have the bone in. Bones are cut and tied. Bones nice. cut and tied. Right. And then in the oven for 15 minutes. Get the initial browning. Then, 15 minutes at hot, right? Yeah. It's got to be like 450? Four, I think it's 450, yeah. got to be 450 if you're going to try to get it charred. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's 450. And then uh, then into the from there, you let it kind of cool down, obviously, into the bag. It goes into the bath. It goes 130, 131. I have 131. There's something around 131. And then that's usually about six hours there. So the initial... The initial sear, 475 for 15 minutes. 475. Mm, mm, mm. Then into the bag for about six hours. And that'll be at your 130. Yep. 131. Then you're going to take that out. You're going to pat that dry. What you're going to do now is melt some ghee and brush the entire roast with some melted ghee. Really brush that guy up. Yeah, brush him up. And you can, you know, make some garlic ghee or whatnot. You can do whatever you'd like. This a great yeah. Joe Flacco walks by. There he is. Nice saunter on him. Very nice saunter. Yeah. So then you're going to put it back into the oven at 475 for about 10 minutes. That's or until you get that nice extra crisp. crisp crust and then you're good to go. And, and so in the it. meantime, while that's happening, bad so you juices. So you did all the pasting and all of that the night before, sits in the refrigerator overnight. So no, the paste paste goes lie. on day up. The night before, uh, Penzi's prime, English prime rib rub. That goes on everything First. into the fridge, uncovered overnight. Then the day you're cooking, you actually is when you rub it up with all the fresh herbs and all that stuff, and then that happens. Then it goes into the oven for the initial sear. All right. And then while you're doing that, you make you with the bag juices and some wine and some Worcestershire sauce, maybe some fresh sprigs of rosemary, some garlic powder. Oh, sure. All the, That's when you whip up your au jus while yeah. the final 10 minutes of crusting is going on. And then it's, that's then done. You're in. That's done. Take it out. And the great thing when you cook it that way, you don't even have to really let it sit per se. Yeah. It's ready to slice. Ready to go. Ready to go. Ready to go. So how about that? You, need a, su- you need a sous vide bath. Yeah. You need a big. It's got to be a big. A big tub. I need big you need bags. Big, big bags to be able to do it. Um, you need to find something with, uh, I like the ones that, what are they, whatever, DH free or whatever. BPA free. That's it. Yep. That's it. Got to find That's those right. guys. All right. Very good. So there you go. There's your matchup on that side. Uh, the Browns defense versus the Bears offense. That's right. Uh, we're going to be walking wounded, kids. Listen. Uh, hopefully Denzel plays without top four, three safeties. Um, without Oboe. Listen. We're going to go now into our NASCAR package. You're going to get Alex Wright filling in for Oboe Caranquo. So it's going to be Alex Wright, Miles Garrett, Zadarius. They like Alex Wright as an interior rusher. He has one sack this season that came back in the game against Tennessee. JOK is playing great. AWOC's playing great. Tock's playing great. So your linebackers are going to be good against their run game. This game is going to be very important for the defensive ends to maintain their outside leverage on the read option plays and not let Justin Fields get outside. Right, That's where stop, he can hit stop, some stop, big stop, plays. Stop, stop, stop. What? I, I, I hesitate to even do this because you said your zest is already at an all-time low. You've been zapped of zest. Variety reporting. Curb your enthusiasm. Officially ending with season 12. Upcoming in February. That's fine. You're okay. I'm fine with that. I would like to just go all the way. I mean, I would like it to go forever in perpetuity, yeah. but like he's given us such joy. Yeah. And so it's also... 
it's nice to know it's the end too, so you can really celebrate it. Like it's going to be a yeah. celebration. Yeah, yeah, I'm it's fine. It's all with done that. though. Well, because I feel like that gives him more time to play golf, which increases the chances that we that one maybe day you play could. golf together. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Good stuff. All right. Do you want to? I'll give you a little more because I feel I feel you don't need much. You're I, good. I, I think I, you've delivered. Yeah. I think I have. I know I have delivered. Got to attack their tackles, Jones and Wright, two young players. Last year's fifth round pick. This year's first round pick. And then Deontay Foreman's a hammer. Now, they, like I said, they lead the league with the 10-plus uh, rush yards. They have 53 of those. They throw it. They throw it to two people, DJ Moore and Cole Komet. Cole Komet's already got this season 61, 548, and 5. DJ Moore, 76,071 and 7. And then you got to keep an eye on Darnell Mooney. He was a 1,000-yard receiver back in 2021, but he's averaging almost 15 yards a catch. So he's another – they're kind of a big play offense, but they bog down. Like they are – it's not a, a good of offense. A lot three and outs, but they got home runs. But they can hit home they're kinda runs. Kind of like your boy McGuire towards uh, towards the end of his A's stint. You know, a lot of like, strikeouts, a lot, a lot of, of home runs. 220, but 48 home runs. Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think for this defense, really, the truth is, and it needs to start this week, we need to be better in the red zone, force threes, not give up so many sevens, better in goal-to-go situations. That's where we have been the worst. We're an elite defense other than that. those That is a massive outlier, as is the turnover margin. We're minus seven, which is 27th in the league. Other than that, we're in a very good spot. Good job under you. Jim Schwartz at the podium coming up next. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Your game plan for this season includes buying or selling a home. Howard Hanna has the answers, delivering a winning strategy for breaking down the game of real estate. As the market leaders in Northeast Ohio, more buyers and sellers trust Howard Hanna to be their winning home team. Visit howardhanna.com slash go Browns today. And now let's head to the podium, our defensive coordinator, Jim Schwartz. Unfortunately, the injuries losing Mo. Possibly, Obo, um, yeah. Grant. Um, yeah, we've we've taken our fair share of injuries over the last, you know, few weeks, particularly in this last game. Um, you know, it's the NFL. It's a physical game, and um, you know, you gotta you gotta be able to plug guys in and and still have good performances, and that's what our uh, what our goal is going to be. We'll miss those guys, but we have other players that can pick up that slack. And it'll give great opportunities for other guys. Um, it was it was a challenge in the game, particularly the safety position. We lost Juan in pregame warmup, and then we lose Grant. We were out of a lot of our sub packages um, where we play extra safeties. And you know, Cam Mitchell came in, played really well for us at the nickel, but he left the game. Um, you know, and then lost Jordan Elliott early in the game, and then lost Mo and lost Obo. Um, Obo came back and played. God bless him. He had one arm. I mean, I, I I didn't even realize it as the game was going on. I watched the film and you know almost threw up that he was out there. And God, I mean, he's he's a tough guy and and he actually did his job in the scheme. <clears throat> but you know he was out there and felt a tremendous uh, responsibility. And you know some of those guys are energy guys for us. Obo and uh, Mo in particular. Grant, you know they're tempo setters for us, and we're going to need to. Um, we're going to need to replace that in our in our um, on our defense also. Have you ever been part of a coaching staff with this many season-ending injuries? Um, I don't know. I never really counted them. Um, you know, I mean, it's you know, it, it's something that we work through every single week. 
um, you know, and early in the year we were pretty fortunate to um, to be relatively healthy. You know, been playing without Denzel for almost a month now. Also, um, you know, hopefully we can get him back soon and get him back on the field for us. Um, you know, it is it is what it is. You know, the game doesn't care. You know, obviously the opponents don't care, but you know, the game is. You know, the game is Sunday for 60 minutes, and it doesn't care if um, you're playing rookies. It doesn't care if you have injuries. It doesn't care if you're at full strength, you know, and um, and that's our focus. Just knowing what the snap counts have been like for those guys and how you like to rotate the eight up front, like how do you manage that when you have some of these younger guys that are untested and not wanting to, like, up miles or Z's load too much? Well, you know, it, it's some of the, some of that, um, some of the discipline from early in the year. We talked about Miles. I can't remember which game it was, but he played a really high number of snaps. Um, it was before his shoulder was um, was injured. But you know, he said you can do that if you have the discipline to pace yourself at times early in the season. So I think we have benefited from that. We've tried to keep some reps off of those guys. And as you get late into December and January football, um, you know, those guys can click up. But we have a lot of confidence in the guys that um, you know that'll that'll get in there and play for us. Isaiah McGuire has played played um, and and made plays for us when he played. You know, forced an interception. Um, Siaki hasn't played yet, but um, you know I, I have great confidence that he'll play well. He's he's really um, it, it's really just been a uh, um, you know a, a numbers game for him. It has nothing to do with his availability and him and him being ready because um, he's ready to play, he's ready to contribute. And, you know, that's what this game is, get an opportunity and uh, and and make the most of it. So I'm um, excited for those guys. Miles just going to have to deal the rest of the way with quick releases, chips, double teams, and all those kind of things. Well, I mean, that's what defensive ends deal with in general anyway. I mean, I feel his frustration because, you know, so much of what we do is just trying to get Miles one-on-one. And when you can get one-on-one um, and you get held and, you know, doesn't get called and things like that, that can be, that can be a frustrating thing for a player. It can be a frustrating thing for a, for a play caller. Um, you know, but that, that's, what I, that, that's what those guys deal with. You know, um, I used to say it about Calvin Johnson. You know, you can move him around. Try to get him away from the jam. Problem is, he's six foot five and you know two hundred thirty-five pounds, and wears number eighty-one. You know, he's pretty easy to find. And you know, Miles the same way. You guys know we move Miles around a lot. I would say this, the, particularly the last drive of that game. I don't know if I've ever seen him rush so well. You know, it didn't translate to a sack until the two-point play. But man, his his win percentage, probably the last two drives, was was unbelievable. I mean, it was it was really. Um, inspiring to watch, and he just kept, you could tell he was mad, and he was, you know, everything else. But he was more determined, and just kept on coming. I was really proud of that. It didn't translate to a sack, but um, you know, I, th- I think um, you know, it 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 really showed his determination. And we're going to continue to work to try to to, to get him one on one. You can't get him free, but try to create one on ones. Um, you know, if we can get Denzel back, that'll probably have a lot to do with it because, you know, we, we said before there's some there's some things you can do in man coverage that can um, that can free up from some running back chips and things. He saw running back chips, he saw wide receiver chips, he saw tight end chips, and he saw center slide, um, and he saw the ball coming out quick. I mean, Lawrence, Lawrence um, is 
played him uh, his first couple of years when I was in Tennessee. He's really an improved player. Um, his his command, his decision making, um, getting rid of the ball. You know, he always had good mobility, but um, you know all that. So that was a that was a tough um, that was a tough um, matchup, or it was a, it was a, a, t- a tough matchup for for Russian the passer. Um, still managed to get the sacks. You know, I know Miles doesn't count because it's a two point play. Uh, I still don't get that whole thing, but you know, it, it is what it is. Um, but you know, I you know, I, I think um, you know he, he'll he'll carry us down the line and um, you know find a way to be successful, regardless of guys getting held or um, you know double teams and everything else. What did you think of his post game rant? Though, real quick follow up on that. I, I honestly didn't um, didn't see it, but but again, I can I can feel that frustration because you know as a pass rusher. Um, you know, you relish those one-on-ones and you can get one-on-ones. NFL officials are very loath to call holding versus double teams. You know, and I've heard, you know, from officials in the past where they say, well, you've devoted a double team to that guy. So, um, you know, they, they sort of, I don't want to say turn a blind eye, but they're, it, it's, it's just, just as part of their mechanics, their eyes are supposed to go away from the double team. Right, so they're looking um, other places in double team. I understand those mechanics and everything else, but you know when you do get one on one and you're a premier guy and and um, you feel like you've been held, you know I think that that's you know that that's certainly frustrating. Here's here's the thing that had nothing to do with the end of the game, but during the game he did not let that affect his next rush, right? And that that last drive, go back and watch that last drive. Like it was, it was pretty impressive to watch him rush the passer. Uh, dual threat, Justin Fields. Uh, you, you seem to do better against Lamar the second time around in that regard. Do you feel you, you did? Fields rank in that type of quarterback. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, um, a gifted athlete. Unbelievable arm. Maybe the the most arm strength we've seen all year. I mean, just an absolute cannon for an arm, and um, he can throw those individual routes on the outside part of the field. Um, and he does have uh, strength and speed to be able to run. They're um, they're they're highly ranked as a run offense, um, but he's dangerous um, in the passing game. Um, you know, just because of his mobility and be able to find guys, you know, later down the field and stuff like that. Um, you know, we have certain schemes that we run against scrambling quarterbacks, and you know we've used those at, at different times over the course of the year. We'll probably break some of those out in this game also. Um, you know, just because his legs pre- present such a such a challenge to the defense, it's not just about getting them covered through the timing of the pass; it's getting them covered on extended plays. And you know, he's near the top of the league as far as. Um, you know, time to throw, and it's not necessarily protection. It's time to throw. It's him buying. Um, it's him buying time with his legs. So um, you know, puts a little bit more on our coverage, and then you know, different ways to rush the passer. Maybe with extra guys. Maybe with second level guys. Um, you know, different pre- pressure packages. All that. All that ties together. How'd you get time? Two more. How'd you think your young safeties played when they had to get in there against Jacksonville? Does that change anything from your Play calling perspective when you have new guys in the back. You know the the only thing, excuse me, <clears throat> the only thing that um, that really changed in the game 
was um, the packages that we used because like our three safety packages were you know out the window and we used that a lot on the third downs so you know that was that was sort of um, out um, but you know um, Ronnie was different than D Bell in that Ronnie knew going into the game he was going to be he was going to be starting and I thought you saw some really good things from Ronnie as far as um, overlapping in coverage he made some plays from the half field, made some plays from the middle. Um, he didn't play a, a perfectly clean game. I'd like to see him wrap up on the one um, ball cap play that he came up to make a, a hit. You know, and I, I really think he thought he was closer to the goal line than he was. You know, and when you're real close to the goal line, it's just all about taking that big shot. You don't have to wrap up because you either stop him or you don't. But he had a little bit of space. I'd like to see him wrap um, there. But I, I thought he did a really good job executing the, the defense. He played uh, with a lot of communication. And then, you know, D. Bell came in, and, and, and that was a tough matchup. You know, Evan, Evan Ingram is, is arguably their best receiver. He's their, I think, their number one receiver as far as attempts and or targets and things like that. Um, gave up one completion to him, but um, I'd like to see D. Bell finish that game with that interception. You know, and and those you know when you're in those games, you're up two scores, and you're willing to exchange yards for time off the clock and and things like that. Um, you know, when they do get impatient, and, and Lawrence Lawrence was very patient through that drive, but when they do get impatient and try to take that shot, you got to be able to finish that game. And you know, he had a couple. One would have one one we had the penalty on, but um, you know, I, th I thought we saw some good things. You know, D Bell is a very physical player. And, um, you know, and we'll probably have um, Harmon up also. He's a veteran player, and, and, you know, we'll get all those guys involved. How important, is, uh, how important is having kind of that veteran there? You know, I know Rodney's been around and, and helped out, but what can, what can Deron add as well? Yeah, that guy's, that guy's done a lot in the league. He's played a lot of football. He's seen a lot of things. His eyes are important to us. Um, you know, and then his ability to go in and, and execute. Um, you know, that, that'll, I mean, for, you know, he's fairly new to us, but he was able to pick our system up and veteran players do. It's just a matter of everything that we do, he's done at some point of his career. It was just putting in new terminology and, um, you know, we'll, we'll have him, we'll have him ready in, in certain time you'll see him on the field and we'll have a lot of confidence in him going out and getting the job done. He's a physical player. And, um, you know, like you said, that, that leadership we've, you know, we lost guys like Rodney and, and Grant, and then playing without Juan um, these last couple of weeks, not having Denzel. There's a lot of leadership that, um, you know, there's, you know, it's it's harder for those younger guys, you know, like like Hickman and D. Bell that we mentioned. It's, it's a little bit more um, natural for the guys that have been around and played 10 years and, you know, played in Super Bowls and things like that. All right, interesting stuff from Schwartz there. I, I took note when he was talking about Miles and the double teams and the holding officials saying, hey, you're occupying two guys. We're less likely to give a hold on that. And it speaks to the spirit of the rule thing. Remember, Kansas City was talking about the spirit of the rule on Sunday night football. And I've had coaches this week, I've heard coaches say, look, if it's a holding in the first quarter, it's a holding in the fourth, call it the same the whole way. But this is just more proof that this league lives in the shades of gray. Yeah. And I think they, I think they want that. They do, yeah. You you want some common sense. You know, it, it's, like, it's like the laws of it. the land are written in yeah. a 
gray area. Mm-hmm. Why? To employ lawyers. <laughs> well, for well lack said. of a better term. Well said. Yeah, that was that interesting thing out of Coach Schwartz on that, though. Uh, all right, coming up next, Z goes one on one with the Chief. Uh, get your fantasy minute. Uh, it is a mailbag Thursday. Get your questions into Gibbe, and we will answer those coming up around two thirty as well. Get you the matchup side of the Browns' offense versus the Bears' defense as well. You listen to Cleveland the Browns Daily on eight fifty ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. When a medical mistake caused you injury, call the medical malpractice attorneys at 1-800-ELK-OHIO, Elk and Elk's proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. And now here's Z, one-on-one with the Chief. Very happy now to be joined by Browns tight end David Njoku. And Chief coming off of a six-catch, 91-yard Two touchdown performance, first two touchdown performance in your NFL career. How was that one for you? That had to be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, it was definitely a lot of fun. You know, um, I feel like this team, you know, we're just getting tighter and tighter, and that's something you really love to see and, and love to be a, a part of. So I couldn't have done it with I, I couldn't have done it without my teammates. So I give them all the the praise. You know, it's it's, it's, it's a, a, a fun thing going on here. Certainly is a fun thing. Eight and five Cleveland Browns playing meaningful football here in December. Chance to make the playoff. Uh, the first touchdown. You guys have been running basically goal line in the middle of the field for a few weeks now and had a lot of success running the ball. And at some point I said, there's going to be a play action play off of this. Well, it came this week. And to say that it worked would be an understatement because you were uncovered. When's the last time you remember being that open in the National Football League? I can't recall. You know, after my first two, three steps of running my route, I was like, oh, my God, they, they dropped me. You know, so uh, it was very thrilling. Um, great, fun times, man. And now we're on to, to the Bears. We're going to relive this for a little bit. We're going to get on to the Bears. All right. I know that you're now you're like a coach now. You've been here for so long. But we'll get to the Bears in a second. On that play, you did something, and I was listening to some of the former coaches of the Browns talk about it. Uh, on their Come Get Some podcast, but they said you reduced down at the end once your left tackle kind of set and made it look very much like a run rather than maybe staying where you might have and kept a little bit of a wider split because you're worried about getting into your route, something that you've picked up over the years. Those little things become big things, and maybe without that, they don't let you run free down the field. Is that one of those things you look back on that and you're like, rookie chief would have had no idea what that even meant and then you hear you do it at a high level and it leads to a play like that for sure i have to applaud uh my tight ends coach tc you know he does a great job giving us all the information that we need week in and week out you know so uh just that little subtle movement i feel like uh did a lot you know and it was able to really sell the, the uh the run and they bit, and it was wide open. All right. You weren't done, though. You had another touchdown, which was more of a classic Chief catch it and run it. And I know you went to Monday Night Raw. We'll talk about that in a second. But I was talking with The Miz, WWE Superstar, and he said that he told you, I knew as soon as you caught it and you were near the 10, he didn't. he's like, it doesn't matter if there are a few guys there. You're getting through them to the end zone. And you did. You were handing out quite a few stiff arms like a, a guy from the U, Duke Johnson, used to do around these parts. A little stiff arm Saturday. It was stiff arm Sunday for you there. But on that one, when you caught it, did you have an idea you were going to be able to get to the house? I felt like if I didn't get to the house, um, Kevin Stefanski, Harrison Bryant, TC, uh, Jordan and Zaire would never let me live it down. So I really had no other option. It would either get to the end zone or retire. 
I'm glad you got to the end zone then because you're having a heck of a year. We wouldn't want you to have to retire at this point. So here you are, 59 catches, new career high. You're 40 yards away from a new career high in receptions, one touchdown away from a new career high. And you've done it with four quarterbacks this season. When you think about just kind of this journey this year, including what you went through earlier in the year, forged in the fire, is it kind of mind-boggling that all of this has kind of led to where you guys are right now with great opportunity ahead? You know, I think the best quote for this year thus far is what else? You know what I mean? There's so much adversity thrown to, you know, uh, my teammates and everybody that had the coaches. You know, I, I really applaud everybody's, you know, will to push through because, like I said earlier, um, we can easily just, you know, chalk it up as, you know, bad bad fate and, you know, have an excuse of why we can't, you know, really push and do great things. But everybody dialed in that much deeper to really focus on the task at hand, which is going 1-0 every week, you know. And we just we just push, we fight, we claw, we scratch, we do whatever it takes, you know. So I I, I really appreciate the toughness that this, that, that this, this team has. How about the toughness that you have? How about how you've developed since you were a 20-year-old kid into the guy and the leader? When I was talking with the Miz after Raw, he was like, I had so much fun talking to you. You were picking his brain, he was picking your brain, and he's like, everything he said was about the team. And you're doing this backstage and nobody's listening. This isn't in front of a microphone, but that's that's the mentality that you have grown into, the leadership the maturity that you have grown into. Is it wild kind of looking back at who you were, where you've come, and really what you've become for this team? In a, in a season of uncertainty, there has been a constant, and that constant has been you. It's wild. You know, <laughs> um, if, I, if I can speak for, my, for myself for you know, a few seconds, you know, I think I've really seen it all, you know, in terms of just like the highs, the lows, the ins and outs, you know what I mean? And uh, if you told me I was going to be in this position about three, four years ago, I would have laughed in your face, you know. Uh, but here we are, you know, God doesn't make any mistakes. Um, and here I am, you know, trying to do whatever it takes to help this team be successful. You know what I mean? I, obviously, I feel like it's, it's way bigger than myself, you know. Um, and yeah, like I really think that in a very passionate way. So whatever I can do to help is what I, I got to do. Awesome. Great answer. Great answer. All right. Monday night. Taking WWE Monday Night Raw. You have a good time. You, Elijah, I saw Zadarius. You guys had a nice crew there. Was that a lot of fun for you to be able to kind of get away for a second and uh, to feel the crowd? Because anytime they showed you guys or the Browns or anything Browns, the place was going nuts. Yeah. No, it was awesome. It was, you know, it was actually more packed than a Cavs game, which is kind of shocking. You know, I would assume a Cavs game would be more packed, but no, it was like I'd not see one empty chair. So, you know, I guess we really take it, you know, sure. you know, serious out here. But uh, it was dope. You know, the energy was electric. It was a really fun time. So you're able to be backstage and you did some things. I don't know what exactly you did, but saw little snippets of that. Was, was that cool? And is this something that maybe when the chief, we know your brother's interested, when the chief maybe hangs up his cleats for good, is this, are we going to maybe see in the squared circle? We'll see. You know, you never know what the future holds until we get there. So, I mean, maybe one day I'll, I'll be on in, in that ring. We'll, we'll find out. <laughs> You're smiling pretty big, so it's something you've thought about. Definitely. I mean, time, time will tell. It really depends on just, like, where I'm at with everything. Like, if I, I want to live in the States after, you know, I'm done playing ball. So it really just depends on, you know, where everything is going about. Chief, thank you so much. Great insight, great performance, great leadership, all of it. We're very lucky to have you. Best of luck the rest of the way. Thanks, Nate. You're the best. Jeez. I love that guy. Thanks, Nate. You're the best. Yeah. Love it. That's great. Oh, the fact that we're, we got we get to see him now as a, as a Cleveland Brown and – you know, what a season the Chief is having. He's doing such a great job for us in terms of, you know, he is such a complete tight end, blocking, 
receiving. It's already career-high 59 receptions this year. He's tied his career-high with four touchdowns. He's got 600 yards. He needs 40 more yards the rest of the season for a new career-high. So he's having a career year with four different quarterbacks amidst all this turmoil, and he's been, again, one of the few constants on this team. You think about, like, the constants started every single game, didn't miss anything. Chief, Wyatt Teller, Elijah Moore are on offense. Yeah, because Joel missed. Yeah. Yeah. Joel missed one. Jerome Ford has basically played, I think, the whole way. Right, but just didn't wasn't a starter. Initially, correct. Amari's played every game, but has been knocked out of a couple of yep. them. And then defensively, in terms of like everything. Miles. Miles Salvin. Zadarius. Zadarius. Uh, Emerson. And that's the, that's it on the back end. And JOK. J-O- I was just going to say, JOK hasn't. Yeah. It's like six guys. Yeah, not many. It's not many. Look at Uno. Look at the hustle. Oh, look at him there. Uh, he is. Uno, Uno. There he very is. good. Yeah. Not not that not to dis not in any way to diminish your contributions, Ocho. No. Or he had is. a chance to be a real hero earlier yeah, and balked at it. Yeah. So that's that's the little steps he needs to take if he wants the true adulation. That's the I think I think baby steps and then you get there. Griff, do you think that you're best served by being Team Gibbe at the expense of Team Oh, I Big hate B's. to put him in that spot. With or do you think mic. he should be with the, the he Big He has to B's. share the room. He's not going to get on the mic. He's not going to get on the mic. Just Listen. think about it. Don't answer. Don't answer. Just, Griff, think about it. Just think about it. Don't answer. Think about it. Yeah, the last thing we need is is for him to be ostracized. Look at the quote room. board, if you can see that bottom quote. That was a quote that was leveled at Griff today by Gibbe. So... We're gonna, on it. Where we have are a your much, glasses? We have a much nicer working glare. environment. I can't see it. It's the it's a glare. Remember, we went over this. We'll <laughs> talk about it in the break. Remember, like, I got to like duck down so I can I'm see like, you. What's going on with the Everything sunglasses? was made very expertly, and as you designed the building, you should know that yes. you designed this room. Yes. And so you always want the ability of of your host to have to either turn and avoid glare or have their back completely to the producer Correct. of the show. That's usually how. This would all, if in a normal world, this would all be flipped. This works out great for me. I can see everything, see everybody. You can't see anything. I'll yep. look over. I'll see Gibby frantically going, "Break, break!" Oh yeah, if I if you were there, I could, I would be able to see you. You would know. Then I would know. Yeah. All right. You ready for your fantasy minutes? Presented by Scaleco Capital. Scaleco Capital investing in scaling companies locally. Who are your most underrated players to target? It's playoff time. I'm off, baby. It's playoff I have buys, time. buys, buys across the board. I'm chilling this weekend. In my playoff there are a few more satisfying yeah, things. Love to have it. I than got the two buy in week one. Yeah, I got two buys. Love it. Yeah, they're great. It's way down. Jonathan reward. Taylor, no big deal. Play or not, get a little taste on uh, on Jeff, Justin Jefferson. See if maybe I play him next week or not. Run him out there this week. See yeah. what happens. Yeah, you like it. You don't have to do all that high stress stuff that comes with a week one playoff matchup. No, you don't. All right, quarterbacks. If you need a quarterback, you just lost Justin Herbert. Go get Matt Stafford. I don't think that there is a better fantasy option for you than Matt Stafford this week against the Washington Commanders. I would pick him up. Uh, obviously, you can still go with Jordan Love against Tampa, Sam Howell against the Rams. I think that game should have a lot of points in it. Russell Wilson against Detroit is a good matchup as well. So those are some of the guys. And then, look, Kyler's playing well. Jake Browning's playing well. Uh, more quarterbacks that you could roll with there. The running back position, again, just such a war of attrition as we, we know all of this is. Brees Hall, Jameer Gibbs, Raheem Mostert, David Montgomery, keep rolling them out. If Zeke is the guy again, I like him against Kansas City. He's going to catch six passes. If you're in a PPR league, Zeke's going to be just fine for you there. 
Um, our own Jerome Ford. He's been over 50 total, total yards now, I think, in, let's see, at least 50 total yards in six of the last seven if he hits 50 this week, and I think that he will in that game against the Bears. So those are some of your running backs. Wide receivers, because I like Stafford. I like Cooper, Cooper Cup's back over 100 yards and a touchdown last week. He scored two in a row. Puka Nakua, I think, is, is a great start for you as well. Um, you can keep rolling with Jamar Chase. No problems with Jamar Chase in your lineups. Um, Chris Olave, I think, has a great matchup as well this week. I like our own Amari Cooper against the Bears. I think we'll be creative and move him away from Jalen Johnson, who's had such a very, very good year. The tough ones, what to do with like a guy like Devontae Adams? I don't know. I feel kind of like at this point, if his name wasn't Devontae Adams, he wouldn't even be on your roster anymore. You've, if you have him, you've probably been playing him all these weeks, waiting for the breakout. That and has you've gotten not like, you got like one game. He had one like a month ago. He had 13. Let's see. Week three, he had 13 for 172 and two touchdowns. Six for 84 and touchdown week two. But recently, what we've been dealing with here recently is seven catches for 53 yards, five catches for 73, seven for 82, six for 86, four for 34, one for 11, seven for 57, two for 29, four for 45. I mean, it has been a while. And he has not scored a receiving touchdown in, it feels like a while to me. It's been a minute. He had one in week 11. He's had one receiving touchdown since week three. <sighs> Devastating. Yeah, it's brutal. All right. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. All right. Yeah, this is the time. All right, coming up next, uh, AVP will do the matchup from the offense versus their defense side of things. You'll listen to Cleveland Rounds Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And be part of one of the most passionate fan bases in the NFL. Join Next Gen STM, presented by Ticketmaster, official waitlist of the Cleveland Browns. Being a Next Gen STM is the best chance to become a season ticket member in future seasons. Visit clevelandbrowns.com slash nextgenSTM to reserve your spot today. And now we head to the podium. Real quick, I think we got a little bit of news. Do we? It's from Adam Schefter. All right. Four minutes ago, Joe Flacco's new one-year deal with the Browns includes $4 million of incentives based on winning per a source familiar with the deal. Flacco makes 75000 for each of the remaining four regular season games he wins this season. Then should, Chicago, should Cleveland advance to the postseason, Flacco would make two hundred fifty for a wild-card win, five hundred for a divisional playoff win, $1 million for an AFC championship game win, and $2 million for a Super Bowl win. The deal, again's at, deal expires after the season when, once again, Flacco will be a free agent. Feels like the steal of the century. Yeah, feels get like him a great for seventy-five deal. grand a game. Yeah, and then all of it incentive laden. Um, yeah, great deal. It's a great deal. Um, he will have the thing is though is before we get to Alex Van Pelt, his offensive coordinator. The crazy thing is, is he probably it will pro he could very well be in the same position he was in this year, even with playing lights out, because no one is going to pay a premium for a backup. Yep. You know, so unless yep. there's a spot where they. They would like him to come in and like mentor a young quarterback who needs to learn. Like, for example, if this Quinn Ewers kid goes to the NFL, like he's a, he's somebody who probably needs to sit for a year, but has an incredible talent. Yep. Like, if you are the team that drafts him, then maybe you bring in someone like Joe to do it for a year to show you how to be a pro, and then you hand the keys over to him because if Ewers isn't going to go in the top ten, 
So it could be a team that's a winning operation. But there's very few circumstances where you where you could see him not being in the same position he was in a year ago. Yeah. No, it's just that it's the way the NFL does business right now. It's odd, by the way. I would love nothing more than for Joe Flacco to get a $4 million payment. I think we all would. I think that would be a real treat for everybody. I think everybody would like that. Um, all right, here is the podium, and it's Alex Van Pelt. When would, uh, when would Joel become a – I know he's always an option to slide out, but is that even more possible now than ever? I don't think so. Uh, I don't. I think our tackles played well last week. Um, really proud of, of James and Jerron, both those guys, to throw it 45 times against those edge rushers and have one sack. That was really an RPO that wasn't on the, the, the line. It's really impressive. So, yeah, he's always available, and he's done it. But uh, I feel confident in the way our guys are playing. What can you say about uh, the game that, that Joe had and his first victory and how well he did? He did great. I mean, it was uh, that, that's – He's getting back into the groove, I think, now, and starting to feel uh, confident in, the, in, you know, the play calls and what we're asking those guys to do, and it showed. Like, uh, you know, whatever little rust he had, uh, is looking like it's knocked off now. He's he's playing at a high level, again, uh, like the way he's seeing the field, um, and his ability again to, to be accurate at all three levels has been impressive. Oh, 89 passes in two games. <laughs> is that? Too much? Is it just how it worked out? What's it say about Joe? What's it say about how the games have come? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's uh, it shows Joe how much confidence we have in him in the past game. I think that's the the key part there. Um, you're going to play differently each week. Uh, just so happens the last two weeks we've we felt like we had some good matchups in the past game. That that changes week to week. But uh, you know, obviously we we feel confident with his ability to make decisions and and uh, you know read the field, and make the throws. So probably has something to do with it. Is there any part for this week? Looking at the Bears' defense, what does it allow the, the opportunity for your passing game um, against their, their pass defense? Yeah, really good defense. Um, you know, I, I, the record wasn't an indication of how good they're playing on defense. Really, the last uh, four games, playing at a high level. The, the scheme is is, uh, is really good. You know, I think there's some change uh, philosophically over the course of the season of how that defense is, is running compared to earlier in the season. So, definitely some challenges there. Uh, really. Really good corner, uh, you know, to the field. I think he's one of the premier corners in the league. So uh, definitely presents some challenges. Uh, their nickel, uh, really good cover corner, uh, nickel as well. So they, they definitely present some challenges in the pass game. Have you had uh, anyone with more arm talent than him in your career? Uh, you know, as far as just talented arms, Aaron obviously was extremely talented passer. Not as, maybe it's not the velocity that he has, but the accuracy for sure. Um, as far as velocity and down the field throws, probably not. How much of uh, you know these last two games? I think it was nine receivers and then eight this past game. How much of that is you know what you guys have drawn up offensively, and how much of that is that you know Joe just reading the field and, and finding ways to distribute? I mean, is it, is that by design that having this many receivers involved? You know, we definitely pinpoint guys to do certain things. Um, you know, for example, the touchdown that David Bell had—that was his route. Um, we felt really confident he would make a great decision on that route. So guys definitely get put into spots where we're going to use their skill set for them to be successful. Um, and then that's that's a portion of that. And then the other part of that is just reading the defense and, and getting the ball to the open player. Alex, is there something to be said about, you know, Joe coming in fresh, you know, at this time of year that, you know, he hasn't taken kind of the, the pounding that, 
most of the other quarterbacks in the league have. Oh, I think so, for sure. I mean, he's he's fresh as a daisy right now and feeling great. And there aren't many players in the league right now that are feeling great at this time of the year. Alex, how much differently are you doing with the offense right now versus what you would have maybe been doing if Deshaun Watson was still out there? Yeah, it's definitely different. I mean, there's differences for sure. Um, I would put it back into the you know the Jacoby uh, time when he played when we were under center more. Um, the good news is we've been through that and we know how to operate uh, in both. A couple of players have uh, mentioned recently about the next man up thing that um, the, the younger guys or the role players have done a really good job developing behind the scenes to, to make sure that they they are ready to, to step in and contribute right away. So my question is, have you guys changed anything this year with maybe like behind the scenes development uh, to get make sure that guys are ready or is that do you feel like it's just more initiative from the guys that aren't getting those reps yeah no there's a ton of, of work that goes on behind the scenes uh, not on the practice field uh, our young coaches do a great job of, of getting the extra work with those guys whether it's Scott Peters or John DeCoster working with the younger players off to the side uh, Callie working with said and some of the younger receivers getting them ready um, there's a lot of work that goes in uh, on the side to get those guys ready, but it is important. We know we do feel like we do a good job of developing the young players, so when they do have a chance to play, they're ready to go. Alex, sorry if you were asked this already, but what was the biggest improvement in Flacco's second game? Oh man, just probably just operation, knowing where the snap points were, the cadence work that we did. Um, you know, we do a lot of motions and shifting, so just a fuller understanding of of uh, just really operation to that point. I think he's. Game. Yes, yeah, and we'll, we'll keep loading uh, more things on as we get more familiar with the system with Joe. But, uh, yeah, I think that was really clean last week in our operation, minus the false starts, but we did a nice job there. All right, there you go. Time for the matchup presented by Ballybet Sports Betting Partner. Your Cleveland Browns now live in Ohio. Our offense versus a Bears defense. For the details, we go to Duck to Z. It's a brand-new Bears defense, and the reason for that is the trade of Mont- for Montez Sweat. He's got 10 sacks. He's got a sack in three straight games, but how about this? I call it the sweat effect. It's been one. Week one through eight, they were t- gave up 27.3 points per game. Since Montez Sweat, that was 28th in the league. Since Montez Sweat, 18.2. That's eighth. Total yards, 341 pre-sweat, 23rd. 272 post-sweat, fifth. Pass yards per game, 262.3. They were 30th against the pass. Now 181 yards per game, their fourth against the pass. Sacks, they had 10 in the first eight weeks. They have 11 in the last five. That goes from 32nd to 22nd, so still not great there. But their pressure rate went from being last 32nd to 8th. And then turnovers, they had nine weeks, one through eight. 22nd in the league, they've had 11 since Sweats joined the team in week nine, including nine interceptions. That's tied for the second most in the NFL. They're a great run defense, number two in the NFL, 83.7 yards per game. Seven rushing touchdowns allowed, tied for the fourth fewest. They've got studs at all three levels. Montez Sweat up front, Justin Jones, their big defensive tackle, also having an excellent year, career-high three-and-a-half sacks so far this season. Now, they just lose Yannick Ngakwe. He had four sacks, which actually led the team from just a Bears standpoint because Sweat's got ten on the season, but three-and-a-half in five games with Chicago. So Rasheem Green and Demarcus Walker will step up into that other outside rushing role. Their linebackers are excellent. Tremaine Edmonds was their big free agent signing after letting Roquan Smith go. He's got three picks, a forced fumble, a fumble recovery, 84 tackles, second on the team. 
And then you've got T.J. Edwards, who leads the team with 131 tackles. That's sixth in the NFL. He's got three straight 100-tackle seasons. Edmonds has five straight 100-tackle seasons, looking to make six of them. He's a two-time Pro Bowler as well. So good linebackers. And then on the back end, Jalen Johnson playing as well as any quarter in the league. Four picks, nine passes defense. He's got a 26.2 rating allowed in coverage. That's best in the NFL. Second is M.J. Emerson. Kyler Gordon on the other side. They got Jaquan Brisker, their second rounder out of Penn State. And then Eddie Jackson, the two-time Pro Bowler, is their free safety. Where are they vulnerable? Well, it's the rookie, Tyreek Stevenson. He out of Miami, the U. He's given up 70% completions, a 117 rating and coverage. He's allowed eight touchdowns this year, most of anybody in that secondary. So four-man front. They're going to play a lot of zone on you. That's that's what they do. That's kind of their, their M.O., and we've run into that quite a bit of late in terms of zone coverage. They play 78.7%. That's seventh most in the NFL. Good mix, though, of single high and split, although it's, it skews to single high, so more cover three as opposed to cover four, cover two, cover six. <coughs> it's a good defense, and they've been solid of late. Top five, as we've said, the last five weeks. They don't blitz a ton. They don't generate a ton of pressure. They just play solid defense behind it. That's what Matt Eberflus, that's why he got the job, because of what he was able to do there. So tough matchup, I think, defense playing very, very well, and, and a defense that really has been reborn with Montez Sweat coming to town. Yeah, they have. They are, um, we talked about this as, as we've led up to the week, they're one of the most fascinating teams in the league for how the last month has played out and then the weeks that follow how that's played out. Because if you're yep. going to draft one of these quarterbacks, you want to do your due diligence. Sure. And so you want to make that deci- you want to have all the information on that decision. If you're not, uh, then it then it's different. You're making a decision on Justin Fields. So uh, a lot on the line for that team and this team this Sunday down on the lake. A little mailbag coming your way next. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Pet Supplies Plus, give you a chance to win tickets to home games all season long while providing the best deals for your pets over 75 stores throughout Ohio. Enter to win at clevelandbrowns.com slash Pet Supplies Plus. Receive a coupon to use at your local store with your entry. Pet Supplies Plus, a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. Time for the mailbag presented by the Cross Kitchen Mortgage Company, the official mortgage partner of your Cleveland Browns. When it comes to financing, they'll always get you home. Visit ccm.com today. Equal housing opportunity, NMLS 3029. Hello, Gibby. 
Uh, so Joe Flacco was asked at his locker mm-hmm. uh, it, <laughs> about the new contract. He said, I haven't looked at my bank account. I don't even know if I've gotten a check yet. I don't even know what I'm making. He's well, just happy to be here. Everybody was like, everybody well, was concerned. Hold on. Everybody was parted. concerned. Yeah. Like about him going to sign somewhere. He goes, I was never going anywhere else. Well, I really duh. like it here. That's why we were we saying totally like it was that. so nonsensical that people were like yeah. freaking like, out about it. Don't you think All they talked? Long. They talked. The right. other part, and this is what I was raising the hand for. Yes. It is easy to have the approach of, I haven't looked at my bank account, I don't even know what I'm getting paid, when one has had the career earnings that he's had, which is very lucrative and deserved and all of those, and God bless. Uh, but he's not so concerned. He's fine. Yeah. He's just fine. Yeah. It's a penny on top of a mountain of money. What what he's making here will probably like take McDuff. care of two of his kids' college educations. He's like Scrooge, just swimming around. Swimming in his big vaults. Yeah. Love that guy. What a life. Totally misunderstood. He was. By He's the my way, guy. my how the fighty, fighty. My how the fighty? My how the mighty have fallen. All right. Josh Dobbs will be the emergency number three for yeah. the Vikings on Saturday. Uh, I feel like Gibbe was spying on us. Nick Mullins, the starter. Is Jaron Hall, hits. the number two. You know, yeah. the um, uh, th- th- this is kind of like Bajan. It's kind of like DeVito, like... You can get hot for a game or two. It's an awesome story. It doesn't take away from what Josh Dobbs did and the way that he played in Minnesota. But eventually you revert to the mean, and that's that's what that is. Yes. All right. Mailbag time. You can tweet your questions to at Browns underscore daily. Uh, This from Austin V just a few minutes ago. Hypothetical scenario, Bo and Z, Mm. co-commissioners of the NFL for a day with absolute powers. What's one rule change you'd make? Uh, I'd go back to 16 games. I don't like 17. Amen. I'd do that right away. Boy, that'd be great. (laughs) I just think it's – I like the even number. I like being able to to compare statistical accumulation and through era. Um. And I think – so I think th- that's why I do that right away. I go to 16. That's the first thing that came to my head. I'd also like a uh, a more clear uh, – we ought to all know what a catch is. Uh, another rule I think is really stupid is if you're running towards the end zone and you fumble it out of the end zone, you lose the ball. But if you fumble it out at the one-yard line, you get to keep it there. That's stupid. Yes, you should go right back to the one-yard line. If you fumble through the sure. end zone, it goes back. And to it goes right back line. to where you fumbled, just as if you would. So, and if I yeah. fumble it to the left of my of myself, then I get it on at the, the one. Yeah. If I fumble it forward and no one recovers it, now if somebody recovers it in, their ball fine, their game ball. over, fine. And also, no touchdown if your team recovers it. Just goes right back to the one, right where it was fumbled. Fine, prevents that. But the idea that you should be penalized that bigly off of that is nonsense. It's an, it's absurd. And there's probably another dozen I could do. Sky judge. I want the sky judge to be. I want Done. multiple people on every single game watching on monitors and t- telling them down. Nope, you got that wrong. Got that right. Flags, all of it. Get just get this game officiated as well as it can be. I think there's... cleanly full time officials. Yep, they don't need to have side jobs selling insurance. Correct. Like full time officials, we got enough Nothing money to go that, around. By the way, it's fantastic. You can crush it that business. Yeah, but I mean, you don't need. You sh- this is the job. Yes, that's the job. Yes. Which team? The reason would I use you... that, I think that's what Hockley does. Yeah. Pretty sure. Or is he is the attorney and maybe the kid? They, I can't he, remember. They which shouldn't was. need to. 
or even yeah, they're it, refing the most important not, sport in the world. Not only should they not need to, like it should be impossible because all you're doing is studying this game from to get back. better and better and better. Yeah, like this is the job. Yep. Uh, more from Austin. Which team would you force a franchise uniform rebrand? I believe we just had this. Yeah, I would so them force out. the Titans to give back the Oilers, and the Oilers are now the Houston Oilers again. I think it's the most important thing you can do in the league. That's the one. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that annoys me that needs to be rebranded. Most of the rest of it's been around so long. That I want the Eagles. I want the Dolphins to go back to. I want Kelly Green for the Eagles. I want the Dan Marino sure. era Dolphins uniforms because they look so good. I want that. That's one of the things. I, I want the Giants to go back to like the Phil Sims, Mark Bavaros, because those are beautiful. Those are good. Uh, Jets in the Namaths. I mean, there's a ton of those. I think and we got to fix Washington. Yeah, we got to fix them. That's probably job one. Yeah, got to fix Washington. Job one is probably fixing Washington and, and going Red Hogs yep. and solving that. Solving that in a hurry. Major Tutty. Be so easy. So easy, and then you have that R on the side of the helmet. It's beautiful. Joe Gibbs R is awesome. You put awesome. that on the side of the helmet. You get the uniforms right back. It's simple. It's perfect. It's a, it's a win for everybody. Yep. I don't know why they wouldn't do that. That seems like an absolute no-brainer to me. He also asks one scheduling change. It would definitely be around the bye weeks and how we're laying those out if I had Well, to if say. I had, I would go to 16 games and every team would get two buys. Everybody get a buy in the first half of the season and a buy in, in the, the second, second half of the season. Everybody gets two buys. Yeah, because then you know what? You do that, you're you still, still playing 18 over 18 weeks. weeks you still get all television. the same TV. Yep. TV still wins in that regard, yep. and, and you get you get back to the 16. I like that, yeah. And you start – see, the NFL used to start – you still like starting after the week after Labor Day, so you'd still end – It'd still be the same, same end. Yeah. yeah, same end. Tommy Clayco, CBD Mailbag Holiday Edition. What Christmas tradition do you look forward to most each year? Prime rib, family, Christmas vacation on the TV, gifts, merriment, joy. Yeah, it's great. It's great. There's nothing like the joy of, of like, I mean, I've got them all on yeah. my phone of them coming downstairs. Well, they're like the that's, perfect They're at yeah, that age. Perfect I mean, age. so they're at the age yeah. for all of that. So that's that's all undefeated. Um, yeah, all of that stuff is, is really good. I, you know, they, I am getting over inundated, it feels like, at the home with the, with the, like their Christmas movie and the hell out of it. Like they're, it's every night. They're knocking it out. Don't you start um, having obligations about this time of year? I had one last week, like multiple in a weekend. I have yeah. four Christmases, Gibby. I, I, that's yeah. I knew four that Christmases. was coming. Yeah, four Christmases. Uh, feelings on Christmas carolers? I've never seen one. I've never had somebody come to my door and and carol. I would probably be amused. Have you had that? By I was a caroler. Of course of you. Of course were. you were. What happened? Cruising around Lakewood. Where? What happened then? Where's that Gibby? Where's that Gibby? Is there we'd some go, video of that Gibby? We'd go sing it like retirement communities Good and Lord. stuff. Like that. Yeah. Just giving joy. Where's your pure heart? Where's the video of that? Is there? Is there a video somewhere of you caroling? Oh, I'm sure. I need to somewhere. talk to your parents. I'm going like to need it. I'd like to see that. I'm going to need to see that. I'd like to see it. River, you ever have anybody come caroling at your place? She has had she carolers. Has. Not us. No, no Sad. carolers. No. Carol free. I like uh, it. I think that'd be a win. I think I'd enjoy it. I'd be fine with it. I, as long as they don't overstay, they're welcome. Right. Sing a song, move one on. One song, move on. Yeah. yeah. Must watch Christmas movie. You may only select one. Christmas there's, Vacation. There's two categories of Christmas movies. There's the emotional Christmas movie, and then there's the comedy Christmas movie. Yep. So 
You have, and then in that, then I think you can pick one of each. So per category, still Christmas vacation. Vacation, yeah. But I do love Elf, and I do love Christmas Story, and I do love Office Christmas Party. We watch Bad Moms Christmas. No, no, not good. The night before is also great. Um, so you're saying like, is the other one a, like this Christmas Story a comedy, or is that a feel good? I think that's that kind emotion? of more an emotional feel good, right? I'd probably I mean, go Christmas Story, but I love it. Love Actually. Love Actually is amazing, and I love the holiday. And the holiday's very good, too. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say, like, all of the, like, I would put, like, Elf, or not Elf, uh, like, the Grinch would be in the emotional Christmas Grinch is great, too. World. Yeah. As yeah. well. That those would be, that'd be it. Are you a cartoon or a Jim Carrey? Well, I mean, the cart it's a totally different commitment. The cartoon's over in 25 minutes, and the the Jim Carrey, that's a full day, is what it's you're talking about on that. It's a full movie. There's a second cartoon one that they put out, another full-length cartoon that was out in the last decade or so. Um, that's been in the mix. I think the carry one's pretty great. I think it holds up pretty good. Yeah, he's excellent. He's unbelievable. I, they, pretty amazing. Like, how do you not win the Academy Award for that? I don't know. How could you act better than he did? Than as he the did as the Grinch. I don't think you can. How, how could you possibly do better than that? Should have so. won for the mask too, then, because he was great in that. He was great. Yeah. Preston asks, "How would you describe this Week 15 Cleveland Browns team to someone who's new to the NFL?" Zagura, I'm sorry, Bo. I think you answered this. I did a, answer it yeah. with a GIF already. So it's Sears in Battle in uh, Band of Brothers, where he's someone's they're they're holed up. There's one last thing they got to go do, and he just runs through enemy artillery to do it. And that's where we're at. Like we are, the lines are depleted. We've been in the fight a long time. And, and you know There's what? There's not was, much more we can do. I it feel was, like it almost even could be the scene of uh, the entire horde coming at Jon Snow when he just whips his sword. Right. That one. Battle of the Bastards. Battle of the Bastards. Yeah. yeah. And I one. remember. By this. the way, thank God his sister was smarter than him. He's a buffoon. Yes. He is an all time buffoon. Yes. That clown. Multiple. Like the sister outthought it. Multiple. Saved his butt with the knights. Multiple instances of buffoonery. The Knights of the Veil. Those guys look great, by the way. Those yeah. uniforms, are you kidding me? Great unis. Yeah. I just go back to the Saving Private Ryan episode, and I, only because we wa- I watched a bunch of these coming home yeah. from L.A. I was like, eh, perfect. Yeah. I didn't want to watch a movie. And the Blythe episode where at the end, yeah, the one guy goes to get his clothes because they're going back over back uh, back to France. Yeah. And he goes, I don't know when we're coming back. She's like, oh, can you give all these people, you know, all these other people I haven't been in yet. Yep. To- and they're either dead or they're like wounded. And, yeah. And there's just clothes, there's clothes everywhere. everywhere. And I'm like, I feel like there's something with us. <laughs> Here it you is. Go. It's just, this is it though. Yeah. Truly. Like, it's almost going to be magic <laughs> winning from here on out with as beat down as we are. Um, Jonathan tweets at the show crew fans singing wise men. Got me thinking, what's stopping NFL stadiums from doing similar things? Imagine it's a third and eight versus Pittsburgh, and all of a sudden, the lot of Brown Stadium starts singing along to when a man loves a woman. Would psych them the hell out, no? So do you guys know what this is in reference to? I have no right, idea. So the crew, um, the HSN owns the crew, obviously. They just won the MS- MLS Cup. Um, they serenade the team with Wise Men, which is the Elvis Presley Wise man once said, "Only fools rush in, and I, but I can't stop falling in love." And instead yep. of with you, they say with crew. So that's where that comes from. So it's a very, I mean, this is a very European soccer thing. Yep. Yeah, where they where they, they sing the whole time, song. and they yeah. have 
and it's coordinated, right? And so like, this fan section is going to sing this at this time. Like, I just can't imagine like going into the dog pound and being like, okay, and now we're going to sing only fools rush. Yeah, the guy that is eight hours and the guy's going. Yeah, no, I'm not. No, I just think it's it's tough. It is tough. It is tough. But it's cool. I mean, when I see it. Like down there, it's cool. When you see it in European soccer, it's awesome. Yes, but that's did, not the NFL experience. Did you guys see our guy, the Big L, J Dubs, down at the crew parade when he got on the mic? It was electric. Electric factory. Electric. I'm not. A, it was oh, electric. It. it was. No. It was WWE quality. It. I told him. I said, "You have a future cutting promos." This was. <laughs> I have was, not seen it. Oh, I have not seen it. It make was the awesome. Oh, that's good. Shane Trevor tweets at the show, if weather wasn't a factor, what cities would you most like to have a Super Bowl in? Green Bay. Here with a dome. Green Bay? If Why? weather wasn't a factor? But there's nothing to do no in the play. town. Oh, there's plenty to do in Green Bay. Nothing that we're going to talk about currently on the air. I feel like all of the things Green Bay offers would be better somewhere else. Somewhere else. Um, what city would... Go play in the cold. That Let's couldn't? Go. That hasn't? I, mean, I think Denver would be a good time. Yeah. I think Denver could hold, host a Super Bowl and do a pretty good job. Yeah. Minnesota has hosted one. Yeah. So um, is Indy. So is so Detroit. Indy. Yeah. Chicago. I mean, it's, I don't, I'm not a big Chicago guy. I think Chicago's just – And they don't want it there in the winter. Yeah. Once no. they build that saying, new stadium. But forget the – I know the weather's not an issue that they can play the game. But you like, still got to deal with it, though. Yeah. Like, that's what, like, that's what Indy was great at. Minneapolis is great at. Like – you can walk around Minneapolis all day in the winter and never go outside because it's all connected, and Indy does and the same great. thing. So there's that's kind of the part of it. Is there any – I did think – I do think it's like three of the next four on the West Coast. Yes. Yeah, that there's not – This makes sense. There's not enough Southern representation in that, in the in the forthcoming. We're waiting on – don't – you're waiting on stadiums, though. Like, yeah. It's been a long time in Tampa Bay. It's been a long time in Miami. And they threw a ton of money at Miami. Still also out – the st- where the stadium itself is is it's a mess in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it is. It's not good. KBM, what was your first job with the Browns? Well, this one. Looking this. at it. Yeah, this one. This is it? It's evolved, it. but this, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. What path? Or which path would you say is the better path to victory with all the injuries? The tackle position or the D-line? It's from Joe Ross. So what he's saying is what what is the – oh, like if you're building a team, what's more important? Is that what – that's the way I read that. D-end. D-end. Disrupt. Disrupt. Quarterback, D-end. Receivers, corners. Receivers and corners. That's the league. Anytime anybody talks about that, we always say like, all right, name name the offensive line for Brady in New England. John Dorsey did a fine job outlining the top five positions you should build a team around. He did. He At did. the combine. Yes, he did. Tackle was number left tackle was number five. But now yeah. we need left tackle and a right tackle. Yeah. And a backup. <laughs> and well, and a backup. And then another backup. Beggars and can't be choosers. <laughs> more backup. Now more in this backups. case we've needed three backups. More backups beyond that. That's today's mailbag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Good job out of the people though. Yeah, good job. Um, all right, so much more to come. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on eight fifty ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
I join uh, Z and Gerard tonight, 7, Kevin Stefanski Show, University Hospitals, Cleveland the Browns Radio Network. Uh, Ronnie Hickman, going to join you. You're going to enjoy Hickman. it. Good That's interview. Good. Yeah, I'm not surprised. He's Those those guys usually come out ready to go when it comes to the interview side of things. That's, he was great. They covered that on a big... And, and I think that. he's, you know, he played all 76 snaps last week. I think he's going to play them all again this week. I think that, you know, he's going to be the number one. I think DeAnthony Bell is going to be your strong safety, and then they're going to work the closer, Duran Harmon, in. There you go. Yeah. Uh, we have a score, Gibby. We, boy, this is pure trash. Uh, Chargers saying, by a billion. If you have other things that you might want to do, it like a Thursday. out the trash. Thursday. Thursday. Chargers by a billion. A I've learned billion. my lesson. By a billion. By a Chargers. billion. Chargers by. By the way, they'll probably a billion. Screw me somehow and Seven. actually win by a billion. Yeah, but no. Staley Chargers by a billion. With the kid who played it. North Dakota State last year making his first start. What's his this name? Is Aiden O'Connell against I want to say Ethan Stick. Ethan Stick. I thought it was Bill Easton Stick. Easton Stick. Easton Stick. Yeah, that's like a he played baseball at North bat. Dakota State. Feels like it'd be a feels like he's a baseball, baseball bat. bat. Yeah, Easton Stick. Easton, give me that Easton Stick. Vegas Well, it was Rawlings was the big stick, right? Rawlings big stick. Rawlings had that. Yeah. Short McGuire week, was a big stick. This is gross. Vegas. Disgusting. I, I, I want to tune in to see Al. Oh, he's not going to like this. Is he going to be? The only thing going to make him happy is in Vegas. That's where so I was he, going. He would have had a great meal. He's, he's probably in like some sort of monster pad at probably the Palazzo. Probably the wife or, with him. She's yeah, seeing some not, shows. Do you think he uh, some uh, addresses the his uh, playoff snub? Think we get is some... it a snub? I see people acting like it's a snub. Are you sure he wants to do it? He was apparently surprised. So that makes me feel like it was a snub. Well, I can see Al being the type that said, like, yeah, I don't want to ever do this again. And then they just said, okay, well, okay, we're going to go another direction. And then still being pissed because they didn't ask him. Yeah, he's Al. That's, he's Al, so he can have that. I don't know. Going to be garbage. He Find something else to do tonight. I would tell you to watch Draymond Green, but he's not going to be playing for a while. No, and apparently you get more details on that at ESPN at 3 o'clock. If you need it. Definitely. So? Good. He's like he's irrelevant. And the suck. Warriors are cooked. They suck. Next level's next. Cleveland Browns Daily 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and 850 ESPN Cleveland. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.